Thanks for listening to Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. When military job seekers begin working with our recruiters, they typically want to know what industries are hiring. On this podcast, we will explore a variety of the industries that Orion works with, as well as career opportunities within those industries. Today's show will be about residential construction. Orion works with many residential construction companies nationwide, including David Weekly Homes, Taylor Morrison, Pulte, and many more. This industry isn't one that veterans immediately consider when transitioning from active duty. However, there are many opportunities available that are a good fit for veterans based on the skills you gained in the military. Today, I'm talking to Mike Wood, Orion's Southeast Recruiting Manager, about the residential construction industry. We'll talk about the similarities between the military and the residential construction industry, misconceptions about the industry, as well as opportunities for veterans. If you're listening to the show on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud, make sure you subscribe and share with a friend. We'd love to get your feedback, so make sure you give us a rating as well. If you have any questions about this interview or topics for a future podcast, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Hi, Mike. Welcome to the show. Hey, no problem. Thanks, Megan. We are going to offer a few different podcasts that's going to really highlight some of the industries that we work with. For a lot of transitioning service members, they don't really have that knowledge about what's available to them in each industry in the way of jobs, companies, pay, et cetera. I know that you know a lot about residential construction, so I want to get your input. I think it'll be very valuable. And um, before we get into that, why don't you go ahead and just tell me a little bit about your background and your career at Orion? Sure. So I am a graduate of Virginia Tech, and I was commissioned through the ROTC program there into the Marine Corps, where I served for seven years between logistics and I was an officer recruiter as well. I joined the Orion team in 2007 and started initially as an internal recruiter uh, for a brief period of time before becoming a Northeast field recruiter. And then uh, in 2010 became a uh, Southeast officer recruiting manager. And just here recently, uh, now the Southeast recruiting manager for both the officer and our enlisted divisions. Awesome. So you've got a lot of experience working with military candidates. Obviously, you have that background yourself. Now, I do not know much at all about the residential construction industry. So like I said, I think your input here will be very valuable. Um, You know, the first thing I think someone would wonder when they're transitioning from the military, they might look at types of positions or industries that they think are going to be the easiest fit for them. So what's going to be a natural fit for me coming out of the military? Do you see any similarities between the military and the residential construction industry, whether it's culture values, types of positions, anything like that? Absolutely. And we run into this quite often is when you work with a veteran that has been trained in a certain field and they don't necessarily see how that background may correlate to whatever civilian industry it may be. In residential construction, what I would encourage people to uh, to consider is that first, it's much like being an operations officer of some sort. You're not necessarily the platoon sergeant or the platoon leader that manages the you know, day-to-day operations of everyone on your team, but you're coordinating all those activities that's happening on a job site and actually on multiple job sites as you gain experience. So you have to have that big picture in mind of what the end state is. You have to be able to do the backward planning to 
uh, schedule out what will occur when, by whom, in order to uh, to get that that task accomplished, in order to get that mission accomplished, and it requires you know not only the strong organizational and planning skills, but also strong follow up and indirect leadership skills. Uh, so uh, that's something that I feel that all types of MLSs, all types of backgrounds, and all of the services. Uh, actually have experience doing uh, because um, not only do we have several people that you know have that direct leadership experience but most of us rotate through some type of staff planning operations uh, planning type role and, and that really correlates very well to this industry i would also say that the um, culture if you want to refer to it that way the organization of residential construction is usually very team-based very city-based so you become very close-knit with the individuals that you work with, whether it be in Atlanta or Orlando or Northern Virginia, you know, areas that I've uh, done recruiting in the Southeast uh, in this industry. You know those people really well and you rely upon each other. And I think that uh, most people can understand that and, and how that relates very well back to the military. You know, when we're talking about the coordinating and planning, it, I can definitely see how that would require um, some leadership skills, some, you know, just organizational skills in general. So do you think with these types of roles, do you typically see them being more on the officer side or the enlisted side, or is it kind of a split? We've actually seen both. Uh, first, it can depend on the company's mindset, the company's culture, the, the company's role, but we've seen you know, all types of candidates flourish. What I would say is, since you need to have a little bit of exposure into that um, staff planning side of the house, that operations management, operations planning side, it's usually best to be maybe an E6 and above uh, experience level, so, uh, so that you have worked at coordinating those various platoons or divisions or whoever it may be, whatever service you're from, and uh, had that exposure at that level. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Um, you know, I think any industry kind of has misconceptions that go along with it and really any position, you know, um, whether you're a lawyer, people say you can't trust lawyers, or they might say, if you're a doctor, you're in it for the money. I think there's always conceptions about different career paths. Um, with residential construction, as I said, I really don't know much about it, but as I was doing some research to prepare to speak with you, a couple of things that I saw um, that kind of jumped out at me and that I saw in a multiple, multiple different sources, and I was wondering if you could address some of them. Um, one is that the workforce tends to be uneducated, and, you know, that's just one of them. The other one was, you know, construction work is mostly just slinging tools around. One was related to diversity, that there aren't many women in construction, and then also a big one that came up was safety. So I don't know if you have any other misconceptions or if you can address any of those and talk through, you know, the reality of the situation instead of what people may have heard. Sure. And I think all of those are, are um, you know, common things that I discuss with job seekers looking into this field. But the first one I usually start with and I hear the most is I don't have any experience in construction. I, I don't know how to build a house, which insinuates that you think you need to have carpentry skills or something of that sort to uh, be in this role. That's absolutely not the case. They look for individuals with strong, uh, I've already mentioned this earlier, but planning, attention to detail, being able to hold people accountable in these field superintendent, project management roles that, uh, that we often recruit for. 
And those are skills that are very universal, especially you know back to the military as we've already discussed. So uh, it doesn't matter if you have experience you know, building around your house or not, that's not gonna make you more or less qualified for this position. Of course, that may make you a better cultural fit if you are comfortable on a job site or if you're comfortable working with your hands, then you're at least gonna be able to uh, be comfortable when it's 95 degrees outside in Orlando and you're out on a job site. You're, that's not gonna concern you. So, uh, so hopefully that addresses that part. Um, as far as the you know, workforce, many of us, you know, it depends on how you view education. I've had uh, you know, companies that we work with that have, you know, technicians that have um, tile installation guys that have you know your electricians that they may not have the degree and maybe in some cases they don't even have the high school education but they are definitely subject matter experts in their field and so ultimately just like in the military you need to be able to work with a diverse group of people whether it be the the commanding general or the brand new private out of boot camp. That's the same thing that you see in construction. Maybe the general in this case could be your customer that's buying the house uh, and the private could be that you know, tile guy that, uh, that you know, may not have the same education that you have, but they all are an important piece of the puzzle and you need to be able to work with all of them. So, uh, so ultimately, you know, what we see works well is that job seeker, that candidate that's comfortable working at multiple levels within an organization, and um, they usually fit in right well with you know, that construction industry. As for women in the industry, I have placed uh, female officers, female NCOs into positions in the construction industry. Uh, it is definitely a smaller percentage, just like the military. There's a smaller percentage of women in the military. But the industry itself absolutely does not discriminate. Uh, but it is just like most other things. Certain types of people may be drawn to certain types of environment. So if I had to generalize it, the environment in construction is one where you're comfortable you know, with not only the project management aspect, but not being in the office 40 hours a week. It's the type of environment where you'll do your planning, you may make your phone calls to coordinate you know, various entities, whether it be a subcontractor or logistics supplier or supplier, um, but you need to be comfortable getting in your vehicle, truck or, or otherwise, uh, depending on how that company operates, and driving out to the job site and meeting with people face-to-face, -face, both customers that are buying the houses because they're gonna, they're spending a lot of money. This is the largest investment in their life. So they will absolutely have demands and or requirements. You need to be comfortable addressing those with them. You need to be comfortable you know, checking behind the electrician to make sure they're doing the job up to quality and uh, making sure that they're uh, on time. And, and you know, yeah, absolutely. It, it might be raining out or it might be uh, hot out or whatever the case is. You just, you've gotta be comfortable in that type of a field-based environment, I guess would be the best way to put it, whether that's a man or a woman, that's what's really mm -hmm. gonna be important. Are you comfortable in that culture? I, I hope I answered most of the questions. I think you might've had one more, but uh, but you know, those are just some of the initial thoughts that, that I had on those. Well, and one thing that you know stood out to me about what you just said in terms of the first one with the workforce being uneducated, and like you said, they might be what someone would consider to be uneducated in that they don't have an advanced degree. However, they are a subject matter expert and they know what they're doing and it takes everyone doing their part to accomplish the mission, much like it is in the military. So I think anyone who is a good fit for, you know, this type of position or even in this industry probably would have had experience 
leading people that are on different levels of education, different backgrounds. So to me, someone coming from the military would be a great fit for this type of role because you already have that experience um, leading and managing people that are in of different roles and different backgrounds than yourself. Absolutely. And then, you know, the last one, like I said, was just about the safety issue. I saw that one in on a couple of different websites where, you know, people are concerned about the safety. Do you see that as being something that would be a big concern for somebody who is considering a career in residential construction? I'm going to say yes and no. The yes is as a field superintendent or builder, whatever title the company uses, they have they have a similar responsibilities, but different titles. Safety will absolutely be your concern from a management perspective, but I don't think it should be a concern from a, a cultural perspective or a personal safety perspective, especially for those that have been in the military, because being on a, uh, a, a live shoot gun range is much more dangerous than being on the, the job site. So the same principles apply in the residential construction industry that apply in the military. Identify what the potential safety concerns may be, and then implement a plan or some type of control to mitigate those concerns. So uh, that's what they'll be looking to you to do as that field superintendent that's uh, getting that job done on site. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good answer. So as far as the opportunities that exist in the industry, I know that we work with several residential construction companies, and we've talked a little bit about you know, the fact that there are roles available for both enlisted and officer service members, but can you talk a little bit more about some of the typical positions that we hire into, um, and then, you know, maybe even pay compared to other industries? Is that, do you think, comparable? Is it higher or lower? What have you seen? Sure, absolutely. So the first position that we'll start with is usually something titled customer care or warranty service manager or something of that sort. That's usually the um, base position that someone without industry experience into a, a company that may not be familiar with hiring military into the next level up positions uh, may come into. So those positions are ones where you're working, as the title indicates, primarily with the uh, home home buyer. So when you're working with them, you're not only working on the front end to ensure that the project is you know, going along the, the timeline that they expect. Any of us that have all, ever built a house know that that timeline is definitely important, trying to close and get out of your temp housing or whatever it may be. So, uh, so with that, you know, that person is coordinating on the front end, but also on the back end. Well, usually when you buy a new home, there's uh, some type of warranty or there may be some type of period where you go through that, that uh, house and you determine little problems that can be fixed. This customer care individual is going to be the person they call. So that person is uh, still in that same type of project management mode, coordinating, pulling the strings to get people there to fix those problems and address those concerns, but also has to have a good personality that can uh, can handle when a customer is a little bit upset or can handle when a customer um, has a concern that they you know really need addressed as soon as possible and laying out the the facts to that customer about when that can occur those positions usually pay a little bit less than the field manager builder roles they may be in the 50 to 55k base salary ballpark but then with bonus potential that is baked into that uh 
that role based off of how well you perform with the customer. The customer will grade out their experience with the builder and uh, higher grades will result in higher bonus potential. So usually the first year potential in that role may be in the 60K ballpark. Now the, the most common role that we recruit for, uh, I used a few different titles earlier, it could be field manager, it could be builder, it could be superintendent, but they all basically have the same responsibilities. And that's the coordination of the project and making sure that it's getting done. And you will be graded on everything from safety, which we mentioned, but also uh, timeliness of the project. You'll be graded on the cost, you know, basically keeping it under budget, keeping it profitable, graded on your customer service interaction as well. So it's important for the, the person in that role to um, communicate with the home buyer in a, in a positive fashion and, and earn those uh, quality grades. And then the last thing will be the quality of the, the house. So how much rework needs to be done eats into the profit of that house. So the better that you can manage the build on the front end, the higher the quality score, all of those things feed into a bonus. So typically that position, depending on the company, can range from 55 up to as high as 68 and a base salary. And then with bonus potential anywhere from 15 to 25,000 per year in, in uh, you know, that performance bonus based off of those projects. So usually in the first year for a builder superintendent role, we typically advertise the 70 to 75K ballpark. You'll also receive things like vehicle allowance and uh, cell phone package and things of that sort. So you're, you're able to navigate the, uh, you know, the, neighborhood and go from neighborhood to neighborhood to check on your projects and communicate with your uh, your customers but uh, but ultimately you know 70 to 75 uh, w2 is what we would advertise for those types of roles those typically what we find from the, the candidate side is that they're viewed as paying less than some other industries because they see the base salary being less than say a manufacturing role that pays 70 to 75 but i would say the upside potential is definitely equivalent and what draws a lot of folks to residential construction will be that environment. You're not in the office every day. If you're the type that likes to get out and about and work with your hands, while you're not gonna be swinging the hammer, you can go onto a job site, you can uh, you know, get some mud on your boots and you can meet with people out in the field. And, and a lot of people are drawn to that because that's so similar to the way they led their platoons and their companies uh, in the military. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a big plus. It's almost like, you know, I think that's something about sales that appeals to candidates when they're transitioning out of the military, but a lot of times they don't really see the direct transferability of, you know, what what they did in the military and what a sales role would encompass. So I think with this one, it is a little bit more um, easy to see why this would be a good fit for a military member for all those reasons that you just mentioned. Absolutely. And we've placed... Uh, candidates with all types of backgrounds. We've seen folks from the Navy, Air Force, Marine Corps, and Army uh, go into these fields. And, uh, you know, Coast Guard, not so much, only because there's so few out there, if you're listening today. But we uh, we definitely have seen the other services go into that field. Mm -hmm. What about companies that we worked with? Can yeah, you so name it's a, a couple broad of those, range. some of the big names? Absolutely. It's a broad range. Uh, we've worked with... David Weekly Homes, uh, Pulte, uh, Pulte's definitely a big name out there, um, D.R. Horton, uh, Taylor Morrison, all, all types, and I could probably keep going, uh, Neil Communities, um, there are so many different builders out there, some are very 
you know, regionalized. Maybe they only work in certain pockets of the country. Uh, others are broad. You know, they cover the whole U.S. Uh, so we, uh, we've seen a ton of business out there from all of the builders because over the years, starting way back when Orion was a, a young company, we started working in that industry and many of the best performers within the residential construction industry were coming from the veteran ranks. So uh, that has continued to stay you know, kind of part of their recruiting plan is to seek out the military veteran because they know that it's such a good fit. And those individuals have grown within their organization over the years. You know, you mentioned some of these companies are uh, more regionally focused, but we do have opportunities nationwide. And that's a kind of a good thing to keep in mind with um, this industry in particular is that, you know, with manufacturing, a lot of people think, okay, well, if you're going to be manufacturing, you're kind of locked to the Midwest. If you want to do tech, maybe you're out West. If you're oil and gas, you're South Central. So it's kind of nice that with home building, I mean, they're building homes all over the U.S., so you really aren't going to be geographically locked, and um, there's just going to be that much more opportunity. Yeah, absolutely, and it's a skill set that, you know, while most people go into a company or an industry with a goal of being there for 30 years until they retire, you also need to think about, is it a position that can build skills that may be transferable to other industries in case things change for you or for that industry. And this is a, a position and a skill set that absolutely can be transferable as long as you focus on the project management aspect of the role. If you hone in on, I'm a builder and I build houses, you know, that may be more narrow. But if you focus in on project management skills and this is how I manage my projects that, oh, by the way, are building houses, that's a transferable skill set to a lot of different industries. Mm -hmm. A lot of times when veterans are transitioning out of the military and they first contact an Orion recruiter, they want to know what companies are hiring, but they also want to know, like, what are the hot industries right now? So would you say that based on, you know, kind of the economy and the market right now, do you see there being a lot of growth and opportunities within the, um, within the construction, specifically the residential construction industry? Absolutely. Construction is a area that we've been doing a lot of business in over the past few years. Uh, of course, everybody is aware of the recession in 2008, 2009 timeframe and how the housing you know, market definitely took a big hit during that, that period. It took a little while to start building back, but, uh, but now it's built back, you know, to a uh, very strong growth that we continue to see, especially down here in the Southeast, the region that I cover, I'd say also out in Texas and Southern California as well, places where people are, are migrating to, whether it be because job opportunities are growing there or because they just you know want to get into the nice warm weather, whatever it may be, uh, those industries uh, have been very strong in those, in those areas, uh, the residential construction industry has, uh, because people are moving there. So uh, you need to have a place for them to live, and uh, that's going to continue for the foreseeable future. Awesome. Do you have any final advice for a veteran that's interested in finding a job in residential construction? I think just you'll be open to the idea of an industry that you, you feel like you don't know how to build a house, but you absolutely do. Uh, you, sure, you don't know the technical specs of it, but you know how to lead a team and how to organize a plan and how to get it done on time. So just think about that when you see an opportunity in residential construction, uh, how those skill sets and how those experiences that you have will relate to the field.
Awesome. Well, Mike, thank you very much. I really appreciate the insight, and I hope that this is helpful to any military job seekers that are looking in this industry. So thank you very much. Yep, no problem, Megan. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud so that you never miss an episode. We'd love to hear from you. So if you have any feedback, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Our goal is to help all military job seekers through their transition and beyond. So make sure you share our show with your friends. See you next time.